0: Have fantasy football questions you need to answer before your draft? Don't miss Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you do not miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to Locked On Network on Twitter. All right, on today's episode, we've got Eric Olenowski, former MSU wrestler, to talk about his experience at the Tokyo Olympics. Let's go. You
1: are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Happy Wednesday, everyone. It is August 18th. That is right. That means there is just 16 16- Days left until MSU kicks off its season against Northwestern. And actually, we have news regarding that game. Uh, Really quick off the top in segment one, but before we get there, uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you beautiful people get your podcasts. Uh, If you already forgot what on earth you're even listening to, Lockdown Spartans is the name of the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and yes, we do this five days a week, Monday through Friday. Uh, as we head into the season, no doubt about it, five days a week. Off-season, eh, probably five days a week from here on out. Um, yeah, so we, we got a fun little show here today. It, it's a little different. It's not really basketball or football-centric, but it is very interesting because former MSU wrestler Eric Olanowski actually has a role with wrestling, and he was able to go to the Tokyo Games. He's traveled the whole world. He's been, had so many different experiences with wrestling So we pick his brain about, well, how crazy was Tokyo with everything going on in the world and what was your experience like? So a good three-segment chat there with him. But before then, come on, I I couldn't get through the whole podcast without doing some sort of football. Uh, Just a little bit of news and tidbits here from the world of Michigan State football. Four-star Quarterback commit, Katon Hauser got his fourth star from Rivals. They just did their little refresh, so he's been bumped up to four-star status for the 24-7 sport composite. When that refreshes, that will bump his composite rating up to a four-star. So look at us, four-star you. We've got Antonio Gates Jr., Alex Van Someren, bada boom, bada bing. Oh, and, excuse me, Mangum as well. Bang time, baby. All right, so... That also puts Hauser up to the 105 ranked commit. I'm sorry, 105 ranked recruit, I should say, nationwide. The number 18 ranked quarterback and the number 24 prospect out of the state of talent-rich California as well. Like I teased earlier, uh, 16 days until Michigan State kicks off against Northwestern, and yeah, th- there is some news regarding that game, both coming out of Evanston, actually. First and foremost, uh, Northwestern Football tweeted this out, that running back Cam Porter and Zachary Franks are out. Are out for the season. Uh, Lower body injury, they did not go any further into that, but Cam Porter would have been their uh, starting running back, presumably, and Zach Franks would have been a reserve lineman for them. Probably a reserve lineman that would have gotten some action, I would imagine, because, well, Northwestern has lost not just the most returning production in the Big Ten, but amongst the whole country, they have lost a lot of guys from last year's very talented team, so to lose two more key guys is a bummer. And also, uh, this is probably even the bigger news here, kind of confusing news too. Uh, Northwestern named their starting quarterback for week one. It was going to be between Ryan uh, Halinsky, the South Carolina transfer, or the other guy from the state of South Carolina that transferred in. Of course, Former five-star Hunter Johnson, who transferred in from Clemson. You might remember him with his performance two years ago in Michigan State. So, yeah, that's the starter. I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to jinx anything. I'm not going to give you my thoughts on Hunter Johnson and have him throw for 420 yards, five touchdowns, and zero interceptions in Week 1. The confusing part about this is, here's where I come from, is Pat Fitzgerald, this is a few weeks ago, this is kind of um, spitballing, this isn't verbatim, but he said something along the lines of, Michigan State's hard to game plan for because they're mysterious with all their new players that they have. And there could be something to that. Okay, so Pat has the same chance to do it on one spot in his roster, the most key spot in his roster with quarterback, to keep that under wraps before week one. And here we are two and a half weeks away, and they just outright say who their starting quarterback is, letting the whole world know. Um, I don't know how much of an advantage that will be to Michigan State, but I think it helps the Spartans more than it hurts. I get why Northwestern maybe did it, just for a vote of confidence to just say, hey, this, you're the guy hunter, go get him, we're, we're all in on you. But, yeah, uh, kind of a little surprise here, especially since Pat was just talking about how much mystery there is with Michigan State having a lot of new players and not knowing exactly who we're going to roll out in the field with. You no, know, I I digress. I uh, I welcome this news either way. So, all right, guys, let's get to Eric Olanowski for three segments to talk about his Olympic experience. Really fascinating stuff. So, yeah, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to him. Gang, he is a 2012 Michigan State Wrestling graduate, United World Wrestling Media Manager, and representative of Michigan State at the Tokyo Olympics. Whoa, look at that. Eric Olanowski. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome back to the States. How are you doing, man? Hey, thanks so much for
1: having me. I'm doing great. Still a little jet lagged, but uh, sure. I think, I mean, I've been back for a week
0: now, so should start to finally get back to normalcy. No, oh, right on. And of course, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about the bulk of uh, your time in Tokyo, the Olympics, everything like that. But before we get there, we're just going to go blast to the past here. Talk about the glory days. What's What's just your favorite moment at, at Michigan State? I'm just going to give you the broadest question I have right off the top.
1: Oh man, it would have to be. So we were wrestling Michigan back in maybe 2010 or 2011. The guy I was wrestling was, I mean, he had beat me probably five, six times, and we needed some sort of spark in the duel against Michigan, and I ended up picking up a pin. So I think that highlight for, I mean, shoot, my athletic career, uh, being at Michigan State, that tops
0: everything. Uh, that's tough to beat, no doubt about it. <laughs> and well, and speaking of tough to beat, it's tough to beat being one of the select people in the whole world that got to go to Tokyo for these Olympics. Obviously, as we all remember, no fans were there, no family was really invited there, but you were able to go there. So, you know, here's another broad question: What what is it that you did over there? Like, what was your role over there as media manager? Tell us, like, what that's all about.
1: So, so I had a team. Um, well, it's we had to manage things from a different standpoint when it uh with these olympics just because we don't own the rights so we had to come oh, up yeah. with you know we had content creators we had uh photographers we had journalists so i was in charge of keeping everybody together uh managing what's going up when it's going up um how we're reaching people because uh, a lot of our a lot of our fans you know spread throughout the world. Being an international organization, it's not just the United States. So we had to make sure that we were on top of everything across the world. So I managed everything and made sure our team came together and covered, you know, wrestling as best as possible.
0: No doubt. And so you were also at the the Rio Olympics back in 2016. And safe to say that that was like a normal Olympics. You got fans, you have the whole camaraderie over there. Well, what, did it almost just feel like a completely different event? Did it still even feel like the Olympics when you went to Tokyo, or was it just that stark of a difference from your point of view?
1: So, from a branding standpoint, uh, you can look at it from a different from different ways. From a branding standpoint, absolutely, it was the mm-hmm. Olympic Games. I mean, the rings were on. From the trash cans to the bags you picked up to the even trash on the ground, you know, napkins being thrown on the ground. It, It was everywhere. So from that standpoint, it felt like the Olympics. But of course, you know, when we talk about the differences from Rio to Tokyo, the biggest difference for me was Rio was seeing the family engagement that they had after you won. It was, you know, your coaches first, you carry the flag around immediately hop in the stands however you get there you get to your family (laughs) you know whether it's them coming down to you so seeing that emotion was the highlight of rio and comparing it to tokyo it was different in that sense but they just celebrated differently you celebrated with your team more your coaches more um
0: and then the calls came later we'll be right back with eric but first i gotta talk to you beautiful people about betonline.ag that came out a little flat there. All right. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50% welcome bonus. Just smash in promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word locked on for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. You know, that was actually kind of down my line of questions here. Is just how did celebrating go? Because, you know, A, the family's not there. And B, like me, if, if I won something like that, it, there'd be champagne everywhere. Like, So what is a celebration like? I'm sure it's a little more strict in the Olympic Village, especially with the whole COVID thing going on. Like, were you able to get a behind-the-scenes look at how, you know, these men and women celebrated their wins?
1: So it was I, – I was lucky enough to have an all-access pass, too. We were at the Makahari Mesa Hall which held, I believe, judo and wrestling. So I had the full access pass to the Makahari Mester. So I got to see after. I don't know when they go back to the Olympic Village because I stayed uh, right on site where we were. So I didn't get the interaction when they got back to the Olympic Village. I can only imagine. But, you know, when it was – the celebrations really don't begin until hours after because you have to first get through press – So that takes two hours. Then you have to get through doping control. That takes another hour, two hours. So your night doesn't start until four hours after you win the Olympic gold.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey, that makes sense because, yeah, I mean, it's also like the whole media car wash, too. I feel like they got to do. I mean, it's it's got to be a blast. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and different people pay different prices to be at different points. So, like, w- there's some yeah. media outlets that, right when you step off the mat, the cameras are in your face. They want that first interview. So, it all depends on where you are down the line and how much money you paid to be to get the primetime interview.
0: No doubt. And also, I kind of actually want to circle back to Olympic Village. So, you didn't stay on site at Olympic Village because I was going to ask, like, were you one of the ones that slept on the cardboard beds or what was just the whole vibe like? But you, you weren't in there a- at all.
1: No, so we stayed – so it was the Makahari Mesa Hall, and then connected to that was the hotel. So it was just connected uh-huh. by a jet bridge, and we were in we were in a uh, a bubble. So it was – when I first got there, I had to be tested at the airport. You wait six hours at the airport after traveling the 15-, 16-hour flight. So you have to get tested. You have to go through – I mean you have to show 100 people your passport, your negative COVID test, all that. Uh, and then they whisk you off immediately to your hotel. And I didn't have the opportunity to leave, but twice. Uh, and that okay. was only to go to the main press center to pick up a gift bag. And then it's right back to the hotel.
0: Man. Cause yeah, I mean, over here, all that we heard about just like how different it was, you know, no fans or family, it's really strict. So it, it seemed kind of strange from across the ocean watching. So it be actually being there. It, it felt like that as well, obviously since you were in a bubble or did it, it, did it ever feel like a sense of normalcy at the Olympics?
1: When you got into the matches, you know, when you, okay, it's, it, it was, it's like, it's one of those things where there were only 200 people in the arena. So everything, everyone said, you heard every yell, every cry, uh, it, it was all, you felt like you were on top of it. So there, it wasn't all bad because you knew what the coaches were saying. You knew what their fans were saying. And, and there it wasn't completely empty because if you were a wrestler we'll say from the united states and you're not wrestling Mm -hmm. for another three four days you could go to the arena and cheer on so the u.s always had a crowd of women's and men's wrestlers who weren't competing so that was a positive
0: gosh and that's gotta be bittersweet kind of though to like hear that everything in the gym because on the you know the positive end you hear all the celebrations the fun stuff but I'm sure you also hear you know, the disappointment from the losers as, as well. I, what, what sticks out to you most? Is it just like hearing people celebrate? Is it just seeing like the agony of defeat or like, well, what just sticks out more in your, in your head is, you know, especially as a former wrestler yourself.
1: To me, you know, I've had the opportunity to travel the world over the last, this last Olympic cycle covering these athletes. You know, I've shared a lot of meals. I've shared a lot of stories, you know, the cult- culture they share with me and, you know they they welcome me as a family member. So one guy in particular lost to a guy, University of Minnesota. Uh, I think he's a senior now, Gable Steveson. He won the Olympic yeah, gold, yeah. but he was wrestling a guy from Georgia who was the reigning three-time world champion. I mean, arguably one of the best in the last fifty years at heavyweight, and it was a last-second takedown. So me being American, I'm, I work for the International Federation, sure. so I have to. I have to put being American aside, but just seeing that defeat, I mean, he couldn't pick his head up for Gano really, the Georgian couldn't pick his head up. I mean, even an hour after the match and just seeing and hearing the cries because it's, it's, you know, yeah. life-changing you, it, he was 0.4 seconds away from achieving a lifelong dream and that ended up getting taken away from him. But yeah, seeing the defeat really, really hurts.
0: And no doubt about it because yeah that that gable win was awesome like i i'm gonna shoot you straight like i i know yeah I'm a big sports fan but like I don't know the first thing about wrestling like but i know that that was awesome and that comeback was amazing but it was unbelievable so like did you get the hang with like gable after that or like talk talk with him for either your job or just even off the record and you know how like was he just floating for the hours after that or when did that realize or set into him that he yeah just had to shoot off that?
1: so i went um after we had the press conference uh with the champions we there were three four champions every night so my job was to help wrangle them up after they got through all the press bring them to the uh bring them to the press conference center and yeah it was it was cool he he still kept this was maybe hour and a half two hours after but he just kept saying wow wow he couldn't even believe it you know everyone on twitter everyone on social media is going crazy and he's going crazy himself, but it was cool. I was with him when he was watching his family's reaction. I think uh, one of the local Minnesota papers had cameras on his family at all times and cool. And I got to hang out with them the next night uh, after the day before the closing ceremonies, USA wrestling had a party. So I got to go talk to him there. And I mean, you got to give credit to the Minnesota coaching staff. They had a, you know, once in a lifetime generational talent, they somehow, I mean, he kept his head on straight, stayed the course and, you know, worked his tail off to become the best wrestler in the world. And he just announced yesterday that he's not wrestling at the Oslo world championship. So it's going to be, he may be retiring because he has offers from the NFL, the UFC, WWE. So he's going to go wherever he wants.
0: Yeah, and hey, good for him, man. Get that bread. So that's, uh, and you know, just walk out on top of the gold medal at that Tokyo. Just ho hum, you know, something casual like that. So, and we've got one segment to go with our guy, Eric Olenowski. But first, Built Bar. That's right, baby. We're back to talk to you, fine folks, about the best tasting protein bar in the whole world. Built Bar. Built Bar. All right. As you already know, nine delicious flavors. And that's not counting their special flavors they drop every once in a while, baby. That's right. The nine staples. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. You can also get a variety box if you are not set on a flavor yet. So you get two of each of the nine flavors in the box. How about that? That's right. You've heard us say all these things before, guys, and I'm going to hammer it home to you one more time. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs on average per bar. Y- you will have no idea you're even eating a protein bar. That is how delicious they are. Don't believe me? Well, get some for yourself. Go to builtbar.com, builtbar.com. Smash in promo code locked15. That is locked15, all one word you're going to get 15% off your order. That is BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at, you guessed it, BuiltBar.com. Actually, here's here's just a, another broad question. Like, What was your favorite part about Tokyo? I mean, that's probably a lot to choose from.
1: Yeah, you know, I... So my father was in the military in the Navy. So I grew up about an hour south of where we were in Chiba.
0: So oh, wow. I had...
1: Yeah, just being back in Japan, that feeling of the sense of home. Japan is, if you've never experienced, it's a different culture. Like one of my coworkers is originally from Turkey, came, uh, moved to Germany. But he just said, is anybody going to be rude here? Nobody. It's all, you know, there's two ways to go in Japan, the right way and the wrong way. Everyone goes the right way. (laughs) Uh, You're going to get, it's going to be manners. So just being home to me, that was my favorite part.
0: That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I had no idea that uh, you spent time over there. That's that's an incredible homecoming, especially for for an Olympics. That's that's sweet. And you know, being a foreign wrestler too, like I'm sure you've watched hundreds, if not thousands, of matches ever since you graduated. Do you ever just like stare out longingly at the mat and just watch a match and be like, I could beat them. Like I should be out there. Or like, well, I, I, do you, can, can you separate yourself from that at all? Like in, in your genre? No. Okay. Good. So, there's <laughs> Go always,
1: there's always that. Where would I stack up? And yeah, I yeah. know, I mean, it's like, it's like seeing, you ever watch a celebrity basketball game on TV? Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Sure. Like Yeah. Or a softball game or something like that. Right. Of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They all, everyone looks so tiny compared to when yes. you watch NBA, like that would be me out there. I would be the tiny guy compared to these massive <laughs> guys like thinking, Thinking I can do it, and then you get out there, and it's a totally different animal. So I know that I couldn't stack up to him, but I always say I could.
0: Because you, what you wrestled at one twenty five at Michigan State? Is, did I get that correct? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so actually, you know, going back to your Michigan State days, to kind of bookended here at, at the end of this interview. Thanks for your time, too, by the way. I should include that as well, just being very generous to your time. Uh, for a teammate of yours, if I'm not mistaken, you guys did overlap for about a year or two, I think. Is that right? Uh, Franklin Gomez? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he... Uh, gotcha. Yeah, he
1: was... So actually, I signed to Delaware State. Um, oh, okay. And... Uh, my coach got fired so they released my letter of intent country so i had the opportunity to you know i picked michigan state because of him and yeah he i i got to see him a few times in tokyo i mean you know with my job i don't want to bug these guys or girls i just want to make sure that i separate myself but i did have the opportunity to say hi to him get a quick picture just you know reminisce a little bit here or there but yeah he's a three-time Olympian from Puerto Rico and one of Michigan State greats
0: yeah totally decorated and also it recently come out that he's going to be enshrined in the Michigan State Athletics Hall of Fame as well is that a surprise to you I mean obviously you know he was incredible but to even reach that upper upper echelon of Michigan State Athletics did you kind of get that vibe that he is really on that upper level of athletes that you've just been around in general throughout your career at wrestling
1: Before you get this, is this going to be in September when he's getting inducted? Do is is it coming up? Because he, I believe it is. He's he's like he's the most down to earth person ever. So he was like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to be back in Michigan State in September for a week or so. We should get together." (laughs) Uh, Yeah, little do I know. I wish I would have. That's why. Yeah.
0: What a guy. What a humble guy. That's awesome, man.
1: No, but he is he's an absolute great. When you look at the career that he he had um, on the mat, a lot of people don't know Franklin is, I always tell people, he is the greatest person I've ever met in my life. I mean, just he lives his life the right way. And if you want to look up and down at greats of Michigan State, you know, a lot of them made impacts – outside of the athletic department. And that's what Franklin did when he was a Spartan. I mean, he still continues to do it, but he gives back to his community. He lives the right way. Uh, and he puts everyone else before himself. And to, to, to find out that, I mean, that's, that's great to hear. But, yeah, I, he is top-notch in every aspect.
0: That's incredible cuz you know obviously we love all of our Spartans but man just the fact that you say all that that's that's, that's remarkable what a what a guy and what a well deserved uh, honor for him so yeah i'm going to text time. him right after this <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. Same. Didn't even mention that. Like, oh yeah, I'm just going to be in East Lansing just because. You know, I just I, I miss crunchies. You know, that, that, that's I'm yeah. coming up. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> well, Eric, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, you know taking time out of your your busy schedule to to hop on and talk to us about your experience and you know, the Michigan State days and uh, talk about how awesome Franklin is too, man. That's that's awesome. Uh, is is there anything else that like you you want to add or anything that that I missed that you, you wanted to bring up?
1: Uh no, I mean, real quick, Just I just want to thank Roger Chandler. I mean, head coach of Michigan State. I Brown. remember uh, I was working in corporate America, and he gave me a shout and said, hey, we need someone to help with the BTN Student U. And, I mean, that was back in 2012 right after I graduated, and that's man. where it started. And to come here, I mean, I owe it all to him. So go green. There you are.
0: It's traveling the world representing Michigan State, man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Can't beat it. Well, hey, Eric, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it, man. And, hey, hope you have a, a great rest of your week, man. Thanks. You as well. Take care. Look forward to listening. And thanks a ton to Eric for uh, sharing his journey at, at Tokyo. Uh, yeah, definitely an, an outside-the-box different interviewer, not breaking down the football team or the basketball team, but we're taking a trip across the globe, baby, to see how the Olympics were in such a you know unprecedented year. I know we're all tired of hearing that word, unprecedented, but yeah, hey, had to pick the guy's brain about it, and he was very generous with his time. And I was pumped to have him on. Really was. And yeah, awesome, awesome to talk with him. All right, betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, Ron team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, hey, halfway through the week, let's keep on powering through. Go, Green.